Welcome back to the Fulfilled Female Entrepreneur Podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa. I'm a certified life coach and healer and intuitive business coach. And the mission behind this podcast is to help you to create a fulfilling life and business. Today, I'm really excited to have Sarah Spurlock on the podcast, and she's going to be talking about reclaiming your voice and your power. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm so excited to be joined by Sarah today. We just recorded a episode on her podcast, which we're going to leave in the show notes. Before we get started, I want to say thank you, Sarah, for coming on and uh, shifting the role so that we can hear more about your story and you and all the goodness that you're doing in the world. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to read out her bio and introduce her. So Sarah Spurlock is a writer, artist, and pole dancer. In Los <laughs> Angeles, she works with women and femmes who are blazing their own trails in patriarchal male-dominated fields to create compelling communication stories. Sarah also hosts a weekly feminist podcast called Reclaiming. It's associated newsletter and imminent Empress, a weekly Substack column on being a forever work in progress. You can also connect with Sarah online at sarahspurlock.com or on Instagram. And I'm going to leave all of her links in her bio today. She's really going to be talking about how you can reclaim your voice um, and tell your story for maximum impact. Yes. I love that. You're such a multifaceted uh person and creative doing so many beautiful things. And I can't wait for the audience to learn more yeah. about in this conversation. Oh, I try. I'm a Gemini. So anything that I'm like, Ooh, that sounds cool. I try it. And then some, some, most of them stick, some of them don't. And so, yeah, I got my hands in lots of little things around here. <laughs> I love it. So this podcast is called fulfilled female entrepreneurs, as you know. So what does fulfillment mean to you? I would say fulfillment has everything to do with being your most authentic self, radically authentic self. And I use the word radically because I think um, radically is such a being, being you and, and embracing the parts of you that, especially the parts that are deemed unacceptable by the patriarchy or this, you know, society at large or your religion or your upbringing or whatever, um, really embracing those particular parts too, and really nurturing those is radical authenticity. And then of course, you know, expressing that authenticity is fulfilling as well. But I would say, um, the, the most important, aspect of fulfillment is being so true to yourself that no one can deny that you are just one and only version of you. You are just it. Like you radiate this authenticity of who you are to your very molecules. Um, that's fulfillment for me. I love that definition. And that expression part, I think is so huge because yeah. if you can know who you are and maybe you can be like closeted with certain parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning of my business, it was like the intuitive side. Like I was kind of hiding that. Mm -hmm. um, so that expression piece is so huge. And I know you're going to be talking a lot about that today. And yeah. all that you do as a writer and a communication specialist, like what is the most fulfilling part of your work? Ooh, I love working with women who and femme identifying individuals who just know that they are 
so sparkly and special and that what they have to offer the world is so unique and so different. And I love, I just love working with that, again, that authenticity and, and that, that inability to, to sleep and, and eat without doing something about it. it I, I just love that. I love when women find something. And when I use the term women, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's them identifying, um, trans inclusionary, um, women that, uh, are perceived as women. And I, I just love when, um, they, just they see a space in the patriarchal society they see a space or a void and they're like oh my god I can do that like that's that's my space right there that is my area in the table for me to bring my chair up and I love that's my favorite part about working with women and femmes um I I work with entrepreneurs and with professionals that are pivoting in their career you know maybe they've been forced out of their position due to ageism or spiritual practice or, you know, whatever form of discrimination, ableism. Um, So I like working with women that are just like, you know, I didn't need that anyway. I'm going to do something that's much more aligned with my ethics, my, who, who I am, what I want to contribute to the world. And um, yeah, I love that, that sparkle. It just, it's, it's what we need. We need, we need women to sparkle. We just do. Yes. I love that. I feel your passion, like coming through (laughs) every word with every description, with every way that you're bringing your mission forward, which is so beautiful. Thank you. And I know like reclaiming your authenticity and reclaiming Mm -hmm. your voice and really embracing who you are and voicing that with the world is a huge part of your mission. So do you want to speak more to what this whole concept of reclaiming your voice means yeah, to you? Absolutely. So reclaiming to me is actually the second part of a three-step um, adventure, <laughs> I would say, that women can go through that changes the world. And not just for themselves, for, for themselves, but for everyone. And I, I subscribe to the belief, uh, you know, the Gloria Steinem uh, belief that revolutions really start from within. And, um, and so reclaiming, I see it as the second step. The first step I see is that moment of I, there is something else out there for me. I'm not living my most authentic life. Um, I'm following someone else's path that doesn't fit for me. It just doesn't fit. I'm not happy. I'm thriving. I'm not, you know, something's off. Something needs to change. Um, The first step of that is recovery. And I think um, the recovery part, there's lots of people that are, you know, much more qualified than I am to talk about recovering from patriarchal trauma, religious trauma, if it's a religious upbringing that you were part of. Um, there's people that that talk about that. So I think when I when women come to me, they've, they, they might still be working through this, you know, the recovery step. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a step that never ends, you know, like, I'm still recovering from my religious trauma growing up. And, and, you know, I'm still recovering from all kinds of patriarchal trauma that I, you know, generational trauma that I inherited. So that recovery step will never really end, but there comes a point in your recovery where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm working on healing these wounds. And now I need to take back all the things that I was told was not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to take, or I was, I need to take back the things that I was told I didn't have access to, or, you know, whatever it is. So reclaiming to me is, the biggest step of this, of this journey, because it's the step that makes the most, um, 
that that revolution from within. That's what sparks that revolution from within. And reclaiming your voice um, can be anywhere from you know if someone if you're if you've been told that you're high maintenance your whole life mm-hmm. um and and you make yourself small and you shrink and you don't want to ask for what you need and deserve and you know reclaiming your voice could be as as much of you know hey um i'm sitting in a car with five other people and the ac is blasting and i'm freezing and they're all wearing jackets and do i just deal with it or do i am I looking, am I actually okay with this situation or can I actually use my voice and reclaim my voice and just be like, Hey guys, uh, it's kind of cold in here. Can we turn the AC off? So Mm -hmm. it's like your voice can be that it could be reclaiming your voice in, um, the, in the corporate, you know, office space of, um, speaking up in meetings, or if someone's getting, um, credit for a project that you worked on, it's, um, and, and the, the, her, the the whole process of reclaiming yourself and your voice is such a it's it's such a nuanced process. It's like we talk about it's it's baby steps and big steps, and um, you can't make those big steps without those baby steps. But um, reclaiming is really really um, just kind of looking at the places in your life where you were told to shrink, or mm-hmm. you were told to cover, or you were co- told to be less, or you were told to be quiet, or whatever it is, and just say no no, you know what? Thank you. That didn't work. I'm recovering all the trauma. You know, I'm healing all the trauma with my therapist or, you know, my shaman or my, my coach or my whatever. Um, and that didn't work and, uh, I'm, I'm healing, but also I'm going to go ahead and all these things that I was told I I can't have and can't do and can't say, I'm going to go ahead and start saying them. I'm going to start doing it because I think I deserve that, you know, that's my power. And then the third step is resistance. And that's where I think, you know, reclamation is absolutely part of, you know, resisting those oppressive systems that have harmed and traumatized us to begin with. So. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I love that. I feel your passion. I feel how in your journey, you've done the work and like you've built this beautiful process that can help people to share that and really step into their authentic selves. And this image that I keep seeing was like a lot of people that lose their voice is from what they hear from people on the outside and what comes to their ears. Like absolutely. When I was younger, it's like you're useless or, you know, like Mm -hmm. working in a job, like sexism, ageism, Mm -hmm. all these different facets, which even from like bullying as a kid, people can Mm -hmm. take on that type of trauma of Mm -hmm. you're not pretty enough. You're not good enough. As women, we get so many of these stories developed that don't even belong to us because of what we hear coming into our ears and how that blocks our throats, that blocks our empowered, reclaimed, authentic version of ourselves to really share with the world what we're passionate about, what we value most. And I feel like this is so huge for entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh. That like inner work to really look at those traumas and look at those things that stop us from sharing our voices, because that is such a huge part of being an entrepreneur to share your mission, to create our Uh revolutions in this moment in the, the universe, the world right now, this, this exact time, I think is so pivotal for people to really 
kind of do that healing work of what came into their ears throughout their journey yeah. and give themselves permission, which seems to be this big theme on both of our podcasts that we yeah. have today to like fully share what their mission is, what their purpose yeah. is, what they love, what's meaningful to them and ignite that massive ripple effect in the world. And yeah. I would love to see from your perspective, from all that you know, why you think it's important for entrepreneurs to give themselves that permission to reclaim their voice and share their missions to create their own personal revolutions. Yes. Oh my gosh. You uh, you know, just a question. I just got you some. Um, this, oh, my favorite, favorite thing is when an entrepreneur or a professional or someone understands that, you know, like I call it their origin story, kind of like a superhero has an origin. My husband's yeah. really into like Marvel and superheroes and comics. So he'll, so I have, I frame it in kind of like this origin story. So we okay. all have an origin story as a woman, as, as women and femmes, right? We all have an, or in that now what moment that, that moment of, okay, something else is out there for me. I'm going to make the leap. Um, and that is such an incredible story. And that is a story that's not being told enough. Mm. And, um, I use the example of all the, I use this example all the time and it's, you know, it's a, there's a woman in Portland that has a bar. Um, I, I know I've told you about this as there it's a yeah. sports bar and she loves going to sports bars and she loves, um, you know, watching women's matches. And, but she realized there were no sports bars in the, her area that had um, women's matches on their TVs. There was, it was just men's. So she opened her own and she called it the sports bra, which is so adorable. I just love it so much. And they only play sports uh, matches women's sports matches on TVs. And when there are no sports matches on, they keep the TVs off to protect that space. And what I think that's, that's a story an origin story that I think more women, more women entrepreneurs, more women professionals, no matter where you are in your business stage, even if you've been in business for 10 years that, and you've never told this story before, it is such an incredible way to not only establish your leadership, in your field and to gain that trust with your clients or your, your audience or your, you know, whoever it is in a new and very deep, meaningful way, especially if you work with women, other women. Um, but it also tells other women, you know, that might've heard of it or, or that, that are walking by that sports bra, you know, sports bar. And, and they're like, what is that? And they're like, oh my God, she made this bar. I could do that too. Like it's, yes. we, we need, there is never going to be enough stories of women yes. throwing out the book and saying, I'm going to do something that makes me passionate and or that makes me feel like my purpose is being fulfilled. That is something that women currently don't have access to. I know I can do it. I know I can do it well. And I think um, it doesn't matter who you're serving. It doesn't matter, you know, what your service or your product or whatever it is. Your story as a woman, as a femme is so valuable and yeah. where you got to where you are because there's not enough of us doing it. And, okay. and the revolution really will happen when all of us feel like that's an option for us. So that's why you're as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, whatever your business may be, whatever, wherever you started, whenever you started, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is that you tell it and you tell it in a way that's compelling and engages people, gains people's trust, establishes your, your, you as a leader, 
and also tells other women that they too can can follow their their dreams and to get unstuck and to create something that that breaks the patriarchy from within that's what i like to call it breaking the patriarchy from within cuz you know it's it. hard to break it from without well let's work within the system right now and just really try to crack it <laughs> I love it. It really aligns with a lot of stuff that I've been saying lately yeah. on my social media about the concept of when we're creating a business, a lot of people that listen or want to be coaches, healers, yeah. entrepreneurs that are listening. And in business, often they say, create this avatar outside of yourself, you know, mm -hmm. this person that you want to help name them. What are their problems? Where do they hang out? And what I always tell my clients, it's really looking back on that prior version of yourself, exactly, which is, which is like your origin story, what you're yeah. saying. Because all those hardships, all those things that really just piss you off, to be yeah. honest, yeah. all those hard times, mm -hmm. I feel like the universe gifted you, God, whatever you believe in, gifted yeah. you to overcome in life so that you can help other people do the same and create Absolutely. that act and that like revolution. And that's really powerful. Like when we're going through the thick of it, it feels like it sucks. And the, yeah. sadness, the discomfort, the uh, why is this happening? What was me mentality? But once yeah. you overcome it and you really see what a gift it was to go through those hard times, because you're meant to help other people do the same. It's so powerful. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You want to add? It's, yeah. Well, I was just, yeah, I was just going to say too. Um, I mean, I feel like every single woman who's, um, been through what you and I are talking about is like this process of making these baby steps and then these big leaps and, and, and fulfilling that purpose, um, that greater purpose that you have, there's always, always, I have never met any, and this is going to be a double, double negative. So I've never met anyone that hasn't experienced it when they have to protect what they've done vehemently, you know, mm. whether it's, it's a family member that's like, you're going through something, huh? You know, or it's like, you know, um, someone that doesn't believe in your business or someone that doesn't get your business or, you know, even if it's out, if it's internal and it's not external to you, it's your own, um, limiting beliefs that we were, you know, we've been talking about limiting beliefs. Um, you have to protect it. And that protecting it is such a critical part. That's such an act of resistance in itself. That's such a revolutionary thing as a woman in our patriarchal society to protect your vision and to keep working at it. And to, like you said, do it with the fear and, and be your own martyr like that everyone experiences. And that is such a huge part of every woman's story. And yes. that is something that is just not talked about enough in, in for women entrepreneurs and women in business. It's just not. And if it's the more we talk about it and the more we normalize it, the, the that's where the revolution happens. That really yes. is. I love it. And, you know, uncovering that origin story and really connecting with it deeply and being able to take people on an experience to share like along with you by sharing your story by owning yeah. it by you know getting at this precipice point when you've done the healing and you feel good enough to talk about maybe some of the harder things that you went through like what are the ways that people can reclaim their voice um by developing their origin story like what are some steps that they can take and some tips that oh, you can share to allow them to uncover that because this really seems to be like the root of reclaiming your voice yeah covering that um origin story and sharing yeah. it um yeah so well we've talked about um you know doing 
baby steps and, and, you know, kind of, but I think one of the big things when I think about when I'm going to approach someone in their origin story and I'm going to write it for them or they're going to help them write it or whatever, I think where you start is, um, that now what moment. Mm -hmm. So that is very much, and, and, you know, that now what moment encompasses so much, right? It encompasses the path that someone else put you on. So you went to school to be a, you know, a doctor instead of an, instead of going to art school or whatever that like that moment, it just says so much Mm -hmm. that, that now that's where your story, and it can start before that. Sure. But Mm -hmm. I, I always will start that the story there. So, um, and then that moment of, there has to be more out there for me. And yeah. I think when you're building, so, so when your listeners, when your clients, when, when they're building, um, that story into their marketing communications, any of that, um, start there, start at that moment. And you don't have to, um, get into d- details. You know, you don't have to say, Oh, I was married to this terrible person and blah, blah, blah. I had this terrible job and whatever you just, you can talk about kind of the more societal things that you were experiencing. So like I, um, you know, dress code. So I, I was noticing my male colleagues, you know, got off the hook for, you know, being lax on their dress codes, but you know, the women were, they HR came down on the women more and Mm. just things like that. You don't have to, you don't have to get too granular with it. Just kind of um, speaking to that moment of where you noticed that there is an imbalance and that, Mm. um, and that you just didn't want to take it anymore. And I think that's such a great place to start. And um, when you're talking about that origin story, I think like what we've said so many times in our conversations today has been, um, you know, those baby steps, because Mm -hmm. I think what people see is they see a woman who's creating a sports bar. Um, and they think, Oh, that is so cool. No way I could ever do that. Mm. And it's, it's, that's not what it's about. I am sure if you talk to the woman, I I'm dreaming of the day that I reach out to this woman and, you know, offer my services or whatever. I have not talked to her yet, but, um, I'm sure if you reached out to her, she would say, Oh no, no. Like, I did this first, you know, I, I made a pitch deck first, or I reached out to a a few friends and family to borrow money or whatever it happens to be, you know, it's like, there's little baby steps first. So when you're, when you're writing your story at that point, you start, start with those baby steps, you know, just three or four of them, just what are the little things that you did to test your trust and your faith in yourself and, um, gain that confidence in yourself. That proof of concept is a big thing. Like, like you, you know, if you like, I'm thinking of Sarah Blakely who made Spanx, you know, when she cut the the feet off of her, um, just those proof like that. It's such an interesting part of her story too. And that's something that I feel like every entrepreneur has that moment where she's just like, I'm going to cut the feet off of my pantyhose and see if that really works under my, under my skirt. And really makes me feel like there's that, that little t- think those are the little pieces of your story that are so compelling because people can see themselves in it more Mm. than they can see themselves in. I got a location on this street and I secured funding and I had an investor and all that stuff. Like, no, 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 no. That's, that's great. Wonderful. If you have that in your story, I love it. Um, Mm. but those little baby, baby steps are what make the big difference. Mm -hmm. So when you're crafting your own story, that's, that's where it is. It's the origin moment. And then it's a few baby steps. And then it's maybe something big that you learned about yourself from those baby steps. So I, you know, I learned that for me, I had no idea this is where I would end up. 
I had no idea that I would end up, you know, six years ago when, when I started this journey, I had no idea and I'd end up working with women and femmes. If you had asked me and if you were like, okay, you're going to be a writer in six years and you'd be working with professionals, I'd be like, oh, cool. Am I a travel writer? Like what? I have no, like, I would have no idea that this is where I ended up. Um, but over the period of time, I learned that my own trauma and my own, you know, upbringing in the patriarchal society, getting married at 22 because my church dictated it, all of that, getting divorced at 29, all of that, um, that I learned through writing those stories for myself. I learned that I have such a huge soft spot for women who, who feel stuck and know that there's something else out there. And I had no idea that my career would take this turn. So it's kind of like, Origin, so like in some origin story um, would be like that moment of now what a few baby steps that really got you to the place that you realized you had something to offer um, and that you could do it and maybe the big steps if you have big steps shout them out that's impressive if you've got investors that's impressive and that is something that other women definitely need to to hear um, mm -hmm. but then also what why it matters, what you learned, like what you learned about yourself, like what, why you see yourself like, like in this work, like what, yes. what is this unique space at this table that, um, that you're now sitting at? How did you bring that chair up? That's really, really important because I think so many women see, you know, the tables and they're like, oh, there's so many women that could be in this conversation. There's so many women that are in this conversation, but there's no, there's no space up there for me. Like I need, I, there's no way I could pull a chair up. Yeah, there absolutely is. And every single one of us that talk about how we pulled that chair up is just giving that, that woman more and more, you know, ammo and confidence and proof of concept that she can do it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I want to rewrite my story with these things in mind. I think they're really powerful. I love it. Yeah. And do you want to talk a little bit about your podcast? Reclaim yeah. the mission of it, what people expect for tuning in, where they can tune in. Yeah, absolutely. So Reclaiming is a podcast and a newsletter. They're kind of complementary um, to each other. They come out on Mondays. Um, the newsletter is a lot more, um, you know, personal in terms of um, I write a little, you know, note to my readers. Um, most of them overlap the readers and the listeners overlap. Some just do the podcast. some just do the newsletter. Um, I don't care. I'm an equal opportunity. I love everyone that wants <laughs> to join our, our movement. Um, and I include some, you know, news of the day, you know, things that people should know, very feminist, very, um, it's very inclusionary and, um, political, very political. There's a lot of political action that people can, um, you know, advice for political action. If people want to get involved in certain things and then reclaiming the podcast is, um, kind of goes into a deep dive of some topics that, you know, we like, like topics of the day, like a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Ozempic because in Los Angeles, where I live, Ozempic is, everywhere. I mean, everywhere. And I ended up talking about how, you know, you can use a Zempic or you don't have to, you can get Botox. You don't have to, it's the choice is really yours. And, um, but what we, we're not fighting that that's not what we're trying to eliminate. What we're trying to eliminate is the fact that the patriarchy makes us think that we need it to succeed. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not just the patriarchy, it's the algorithms, you know, the algorithms only show beautiful made up faces. And it's like, that's the, what we're fighting. We're not fighting getting Botox. We are not, you can get Botox if you want. It is up to you, boo. It is your body. You know, what's best, <laughs> yeah. but that's what kind of reclaiming does is it's like, we 
we know what's best for ourselves. We know what we need to live authentic, full lives. Um, And we also need to reclaim those things from the patriarchy and from these systems that tell us that we need to be a certain way. Because the more power we get and the more, the louder we get, the harder the patriarchy get uh, acts to keep us quiet. And that's really where reclaiming is. It's just sparking that revolution from within little things. Ozempic, I talk about like um, deleting your period apps. I talk about um, trad wives. I talk about, uh, we talked about last week, the war on drugs being a feminist issue. So we just kind of talk about all these things that women really just need to, like we can reclaim these things one by one. And we, and we just, you know, change the way we look at our interactions with the world and with each other and with each other, with other women and how um, we can fight these, these systems together. I love it. I love it. Do you want to share where they can tune in and absolutely you to learn about all that you do, your business and speak to that? Absolutely. So reclaiming, you can find on um, all of the pod streamer apps, um, you can sign up for the newsletter on my website, Reclaim Effing Everything. That's Reclaim, E-F-F-I-N-G, everything.com. Um, you can follow me on social media at Reclaim Effing Everything. That's just the general um, Reclaim project, the the podcast and the newsletter for my own, for my business. Um, my business website is sarahspurlock.com. And that's where all of my information about um, my services, I'm going to be offering workshops, um, classes, things like that in the coming months as well. So um, that's that's where uh, I have all of that information. I'm hoping to get one started about how to um, tell your story so people will listen. So that's that's yeah. coming up. That's going to be a workshop, an online workshop um, coming up for anyone at any stage of business. It's a one, one-time thing. I'm going to make it affordable for everyone. So um, yeah, I'll be sure to let everyone know when that, that comes out. Amazing. We're going to leave all the links in the show notes or the description of this video. Any last words yes. before we wrap up? Absolutely. So I did have three takeaways. I sat down and I thought about my three takeaways the other night, and I I definitely wanted to share these with your your listeners. Um, Your story is part of your superhero power. It took so much courage to get where you are right now. Your story right now is so critical to tell the world because it not only lends you credibility and leadership, like I said, it tells other women behind you that it's possible for them to follow their dreams too. That's so critically important. We need more people making that statement. Second, your story is perfect and worthy of being told exactly as it is. You do not need to be any certain identity or have any specific massive spectacular obstacles that you've ever overcome. Simply following your dream as a woman, as a femme identifying person is revolutionary enough and be proud of that. That's the second takeaway. And then the third is how you tell your story is just as important as what your story is. So Mm -hmm. creating a thoughtful strategy about how you're going to get it out into the world, whether it's through PR efforts or pitch decks or presentations, or even just social media, um, or even just an email that you send out to your network or a LinkedIn strategy, whatever it is, the last thing you want is to have this amazing story. Like I said, that's perfect and worthy just as it is and not share it or not share it in the way that makes it makes an impact. Because I think every single one of your listeners, it has a perfect worthy story that will 100% make an impact. So make sure you're telling it in a way that is 
that is true to it, you know, make be strategic, be strategic about it and, and be, be true to it because it deserves to be told the world deserves to hear it and tell it loud and tell it proud, baby. Yes. Mic drop. What a way to end massive chills. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being <laughs> Thank here you, Cassandra. For, for sharing your yeah. brilliance and your power with the audience. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having me. This has been so lovely. And yeah, I'm just, I am so grateful for you and your listeners. So thank you. I hope you loved today's episode. If you did, please rate and review on podcasting platforms. If you're not already following me on Instagram, my handle is Cassandra Rosa A. Come follow me and stay tuned for another episode next Thursday. See you then. Bye.